Hi and welcome to the News Digest for May 10th. It's Thursday. By the time you hear this, it'll likely be Friday, May 11th. So I'm already wrong, just to start this off. Um, I'm Neil Ryan, and with me today is Patrick Barnett, our news editor. Hello, everyone. Yeah, and first we're going to start this off with what might prove to be very important news. Uh, there was a survey that someone sent over to go Nintendo that showed a bunch of images of you know, people using the Wii U. It's all like, you know, artists' drawings and stuff. And it's all stuff we've already seen before, like golfing with it, um, you know, driving a car. There was actually a cool, like, um, just showing, like, using it as a second screen for, like, watching baseball or movies on Netflix or something, which that seems like it could be kind of cool. Um, but the big news that came out of that survey was that there's the final image, which, which shows two people, both on, on the same couch, each with a Wii U controller in hand. Um, it hasn't been confirmed that the system will use two. However, Nintendo got a lot of crap for it back at E3 2011. They still kind of have. So it's looking like, you know, the system will be able to use two. I don't know if it'll be more than two, but... I think more than two is probably pushing it. Yeah, because that's, the that's a lot of screens that system's got to power. Yeah. Like, m- maybe it could do it, but it would be at the cost of good visuals. Yeah. Like, maybe maybe they found out, like, you know, two's the, the lowest quality we can go. Yeah. And I, in all honesty, I imagine with those kind of two Wii U controller games, that probably what is displayed on the Wii U controller will not be graphically intensive. I can see something like New Super Mario Brothers or something yeah. like that. And the other news that came out of this, which is pretty, uh, I guess I guess, guess we could have all guessed it. Um, the survey concludes with... with uh, like, you know, would you spend $300 on this? And then a scale from, like, 1 to 7, I think, saying, like, how willing you would be to spend that money. So, I mean, obviously, the results of the survey might tweak it a little bit, but it seems like Nintendo's looking at a $300 price point for Wii U in North America. And I'm completely fine with that. Yeah, I think 300 is kind of the, the highest limit they can hit. It would be cool if there's some sort of pack-in. Um, I like pack-ins. Even, even if it's just, like, what they did with Face Raiders, that would be pretty cool. Maybe just include all the tech demos from E3 in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, like may- maybe you just show off. Maybe it has like that that drawing game measure up. That would be pretty cool. And just have a couple other of those. I mean, maybe they'll build out some of those to a fuller game. Like I think that stuff like Chase Me and Battle Me, like you could make that into like a, a Wii Party kind of collection. Yeah, I'm sure that'll happen. But yeah, I mean that's that's pretty exciting. I'm, getting more and more excited for the Wii U by the day. (laughs) We will be talking more about potential Wii U stuff and confirmed Wii U U stuff a little later in this episode. But first, we're going to focus on the now. And the now is that we had another week of Nintendo downloads in North America with with nary a virtual console game on 3DS. That means it has been since February 9th since we've gotten a Game Boy game. It has been since March 15th, I believe, since we got a virtual console game on the 3DS, period. However, before we get into this week's downloads, uh, Kirby's Block Ball has been confirmed to come out to the North America 3DS uh, next week. So our, And the our drought long, is over. <laughs> yes, our long national nightmare is over. And actually, um, I, I recently uh, got a response from Nintendo of America about the, the continuing drought. And the response that I got was a very, you know, cut and dry, you know, we have a variety of games coming out week to week. And there are hundreds of titles that you can choose from on both services. So basically, you know, 
keep your pants on, then it'll come. And I think with this whole issue, like, I don't think anybody really doubts that, you know, it's not like we're never going to get Wario Land, or we're never going to get, you know, like, uh, Game & Watch Gallery 2. Like, they're all going to come out, but it's just really a bummer that all these other regions are getting it or not. My only thought as to why they're doing it is Nintendo of America thinks because an eShop game is coming out, that is probably taking precedent over the virtual console game. Yeah, which is dumb because... They think only one will sell, so they'll only put one up. I'm not buying Sudoku. <laughs> Tell you that much. I only got Block Factory because I reviewed it. Did not get Birdmania. Will never get Birdmania. I haven't gotten a 3DS download game since... Um, Castle's Quarters. Yeah, yeah, that was the last yeah, which one. Is, which is pretty good. But yeah, it was, it was, was all right. That was a month ago. But this week's downloads, we got Sudoku by Nicoli, which is $5. That's a 3DS eShop game. Uh, there was a Nicoli's Pencil Puzzle, which came out on 3DS, I believe. That was a retail and, game. Yeah, it was a retail right, yes. game. I think it came out summer, maybe early fall. Sometime last year. Yeah, um, that's probably just the Sudoku mode ripped out from that. I know from looking at what people have played it so far, it seems to be a pretty crappy Sudoku game. Apparently there is an EA one on DSiWare that has like procedurally generated Sudoku games. So if you are desperate for Sudoku to have with you at all times on your 3DS, then maybe that's the one to go for. The next one we got is Paul's Shooting Adventure 2. It's on DSiWare. I didn't realize there was a Paul's Shooting Adventure 1. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's a pretty, pretty big launch. It might trump uh, the curling championship game that came out on DSiWare in Europe hmm. today. Not positive. Might. It's possible. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is a $2 game. Nothing too special. Um, and then we have on the, uh, the Wii Virtual Console, we have Wonder Boy and Monster Land for the Virtual Console Arcade. There's apparently two versions of almost every version of Wonder Boy. I think Monster World 4, which also came out this week in North America, is the only one that there is only one of. So yeah, Wonder Boy's crazy. <laughs> I want to play Monster World 4. I don't know when I'm going to get a chance to do it, but I really want to. That's the thing. I'm interested in getting both of these, actually. It's just I don't have the time to play my Wii. I never yeah. actually get around to sitting down with it. I mean... Especially with Xenoblade. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's also my problem, is that I've kind of avoided playing my Wii because I know like, if I turn it on, I should play Xenoblade. It's a, it's a yeah. tough thing. <laughs> I want to get through it, but I also don't want to play it. <laughs> I don't know. I have torn emotions. Yeah, I, I agree. It is a long game, and it is very intimidating. Uh, what will likely not be a long game, and this is just my guess because what it is, is the Avengers game that is coming to Wii U at the end of the year. Um, this game is being developed by Ubisoft. Uh, I don't think we're really sure as of what studio. If I had to guess... It's probably Ubisoft Reflections, which uh, there was a LinkedIn profile that was uh, found earlier this week, I believe, that showed that it was someone from Ubisoft Reflections was working on an unannounced Wii U title that was set to come out in 2012. And this kind of fits the profile. Uh, the, game, the game's full title is Marvel Avengers Battle for Earth. It's a, it's a motion-controlled action game. It's also coming to connect. Um, it's kind of funny, the quote from the Ubisoft vice president is humorous. He says, uh, Tony Key, Ubisoft's VP of sales, says, the idea that we're making a motion control version of the Avengers is a unique proposition if you compare that to superhero games of the past. This is the perfect type of game for that because these characters are very action-oriented. 
they are always fighting and throwing things. <laughs> well put. I didn't, I didn't realize Iron Man throws things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's fighting things. So. He, he more like blows stuff up all the time. I mean, I guess technically he's throwing a laser. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's quite a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, a lot of people seem to think this game's going to be a pile of crap. And, uh, you know, it's probably not going to be something like, uh, you know, if you're expecting Marvel Ultimate Alliance, you will be disappointed. However, uh, Ubisoft did make a Kinect game called Power Up Heroes last year that um, probably sounds like it's just a piece of shit. But I played the demo for it, and it's actually, the, the idea of it is, is somewhat entertaining. What it is is that it's kind of like a, a one-on-one fighting game that, like, tracks your motions. And you do like, you know, like stuff like the Kamehameha motion to, to throw like a, you know, like a fireball or something. And you do all these other like punching and kicking. And it's, it is kind of stupid, but out of all the Kinect demos that I played, like, you know, outside of the, the stuff like the gun stringer, which is fantastic. That was one of the ones that I had more fun with mm. just because it, it actually seemed to work on some level. And I feel like if you put more effort into that, like, you know, maybe give it a better license you know, spiffy it up a little bit, that could be pretty awesome. Um, not really sure how that will translate to the Wii U, but I know someone on the site made a comment that the fact that this is coming out to connect in Wii U, and it appears to be the same game, might mean that Wii U might have some sort of connect like motion stuff to it. Which, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out more at E3. Yeah, and I don't really think that's too much of a stretch, because you did see all like the head tracking stuff yeah. with Wii. And, you know, they are gonna, you know, I'm pretty sure the new system's having a sensor bar. I don't know if that's been 100%, 100% confirmed, but I'm pretty sure it has been. Well, wouldn't um, it have to? Because doesn't it also support the Wii remotes? Yeah, sure. So yeah, it, would. It, it would have to have one. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think this game might not be, you know, the top AAA title you're looking forward to, but I think it might be fun for, you know, that kind of, that, that hybrid, like, regular gamer slash connect gamer, which, Realistically, right now, I fall into. I have to connect and I enjoy it, for better or worse. Shame on you. Yes. <laughs> we also have some other Marvel news, and that's a, a cool little Stan Lee uh, pre-order bonus, where you control Stan Lee through the skies in New York City. That's not coming down the Nintendo systems. And there's also this pesky little thing going around on GameStop saying that the Wii and 3DS versions will not have any free roaming, which would kind of suck. Yeah, that that's what I was looking forward to. Yeah. Mostly because um Spider-Man 2 had free roaming, correct? Yeah. The DS yeah. one as far as I can tell is being made by Kryptonite Games though, so that's good. They're the people who made Shinobi and also the the past two Spider-Man Metroidvania games that came out uh, for Weather Shadows and Shattered Dimensions. Were they any good? I didn't play them. I I mean Johnny Johnny Metz raves about them. I enjoyed them. I didn't think they were that great, but it's still like I I want to see Kryptonite make those better. So give them more more time to hone that. Um, yeah, <laughs> Marvel, Excelsior, et cetera, et cetera. It's been quite a week in the world of Marvel. Yeah, and by the way, the Avengers is freaking awesome. Yes, I've seen it twice now. Yes, I've I've only seen it once, but I'm contemplating a third view. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have another megaton that is in no way related to Marvel, and that's that Killer Freaks from Outer Space. That that cool. Uh, that cool game shown off by Ubisoft last year at E3 that's made by the Rabbids guys and it's like this 
kind of cool first-person shooter with this neat little multiplayer mode that, like, you know, one person kind of directs stuff on the Wii U controller while other people play a first-person shooter. It appears like it'll have online. There was a LinkedIn profile that said that someone's, like, the online programmer for Killer Freaks from Outer Space. And that looks like it's going to be a launch title, and that looks like it's going to be online. This is, these are all very promising things. Everything about the Wii U sounds promising right now. I'm so excited. <laughs> I know. It's building uh, up. <laughs> the one thing that we won't we won't see on Wii U, likely, is Masahiro Sakurai making a Kid Icarus Uprising sequel. Or 3DS, for that matter. Um, he had an interview with IGN where he basically said that he isn't making a sequel to this game. He expects that Nintendo will probably make another Kid Icarus game before 25 years are up. Um, you know, making fun a little bit of how long it was between the last <laughs> Kickers game and Uprising. But he's not going to be behind it. I, I mean, it is that kind of thing where I feel like probably Sakurai feels like he left it all out on the table. Um, but, you know, I think he, he said he didn't want to do another Smash Brothers several times. <laughs> now he's making a third and a fourth one, so who knows. But I would not, if, if I were a Kid Icarus fan, I would be happy with what I have. And, uh, you know, Hope that someday there is another game, but it might not be Sakurai behind it. In which case, it might not live up to the expectations. Yeah. And also, we made a comment about how the localization, which was fantastic. And part of the reason why that was fantastic was because he just kind of let Nintendo of America do what they do best. Uh, you know, the Treehouse team. Uh, they had basically free reign over changing that game so it would fit for the Western audience. Um, Sakurai did pen the entire Japanese script himself, so it's kind of, I mean, it shows, shows a little bit of hubris on Sakurai's part for the fact that he's not like, what I wrote was awesome, you guys translate it literally. He knew that in Japanese some things would work that wouldn't translate well into English, so we just gave them the directive to, you know, just make it fit. And it worked out really well. That worked out really well. I thought the game was both comedic and... I don't know. It's just really comedic. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really funny. Um, I think that that is all the news we have. And, and before we go, we're running just a little bit long, but I feel like it's a little necessary. We will likely not be talking too much about Mario Tennis, but I figured I would talk a little bit more about it as my review has gone up. I, uh, I gave it a 7.5. And the one thing that I kind of want to bring up, which is a direct contradiction to what I said a couple days ago, is that I don't think the RPG mode is that big of a deal. Just straight up. Um, or at least the lack of an RPG mode. Because all the pieces that made up that RPG mode are inside Mario Tennis already. You know, you have the special games, you have the tournaments, you have the unlockables, you have the character customization with all the shit you can put on your me. Um, there's just, I mean, there's not the story, which in, in my eyes, I don't think it's a big deal. Do you think it's a big deal at all, Patrick? Um, well, I I haven't really played Mario tennis games before in the past, so I'm not sure how much the RPG mode would have changed the game. Like I'm I'm finding it hard to grasp the idea of an RPG mode in Mario tennis. I mean, really, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't feel like it would add much. <laughs> I mean, the one thing why I feel like it didn't really work as well. I mean, I I, I played the Mario golf and tennis games for Game Boy Advance, and I enjoyed them both. But you basically create a character that's just very generic, and for the most part, you are communicating with generic characters, 
And there's usually, you know, like at the end, you go to like the Mario world and you get to finally play some Mario characters who are really good. But it's just that there's all these created characters and it kind of doesn't really feel as, as Mario y as, as I feel like Mario Tennis should be. And that's the one thing about Mario Tennis Open is that it, it is a Mario game through and through. As long as there's unlockables, I'm pretty happy with it. So. Yeah, I mean. Like that, I, that's what I was really looking for in the game. I'm not super positive on it. I mean, I gave it a 7.5, but, you know, I gave it a 7.5. But I'm still playing the game. I still want to get through the unlockables a little bit to complete our guide. Plug, plug. Um, but it is, you know, kind of rewarding trying to see whatever there, what other hidden stuff there is. And even if I'm not playing as my me, I still kind of want to see what all the different outfits are. Because they have a lot of stuff in there. Like I have like a fire flower wristbands, a Hammer Brothers uniform. <laughs> It's is fun. is there a lot, a lot like over a hundred, or is it? Yeah, I would oh, wow. actually okay. say probably. So so um, it's kind of like Kid Icarus, where there's this crazy amount of stuff to collect. Yeah, except for Kid Icarus is way better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Um, well, like they talk more about Mario Tennis when there's not as much news, which might never happen. But we will talk about Mario Tennis next week, whether it's on the proper show or here. See you next time. Yep. See you guys. Bye.